know once again it is great, it is good to be in the Lord's house on a Sunday morning. Amen? Can I tell you the only better place to be would to be in heaven with him today. Amen? There ain't nowhere better on this earth than I'd rather be than in the house of God. Amen? Amen? Can I, I can get something here Walmart don't have. Amen? I can get some food here that the grocery store don't carry. Amen? I can get something here that the world don't have no idea. I can get a touch of the presence of Jehovah God in here this morning. Amen? If you have your Bible, 2 Kings 18, beginning in verse 27. 2 Kings 18, beginning in verse 27. going to speak a little bit this morning how the Assyrian king right here sent his messenger to try to get the Hezekiah and them to make an agreement with him. We know who the king was, was Sinarab, Sinarab or some, if I'm pronouncing that right. But this story is recorded in the book of Isaiah. It is recorded here in 2 Kings, and it is recorded, I believe, in 2 Chronicles right there. But I want to turn, go a little bit. We'll be through all three of those books. Each one has a different account, some things in there. But I want you to know that Satan is trying to make people give a peace treaty with people. You can have peace if you make an agreement with me. This was the word of the Assyrian king through his messenger unto Hezekiah and the people of Judah, Jerusalem, if you will. How many know today you cannot make a peace treaty with an enemy? Amen? You know, we spend many years, I'm telling you, every president throughout time, I can remember, they've tried to make peace treaties with the Muslim people. Can I tell you something? You're not going to make a peace treaty with Islam. They may go to a table and sign a, have a pen in their hand, but behind their back is a sword. They may let you have a temporary relief, but when it's convenient for them, guess what they're going to do? When you ain't looking, they're going to chop your head off. Amen? You cannot make a peace treaty with an enemy. You cannot make an agreement with the enemy, if you will. 2 Kings 18, beginning in verse 27, But Rashika said unto them, Have my master sent me to thy master and to thee to speak these words? Hath he not sent me to the men which sit on the wall that they may eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you? Then Rashika stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jews' language and spake, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus said the king, said the king, let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you out of his hand. Uh, neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord. Uh, the Lord will surely deliver us, and the city shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus said the king of Assyria, Make an agreement uh, with me by a present, and come out to me in the, 
Then every each every man of his own vine, in every one of his fig tree, and drank ye every one of the waters of the cistern, until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of corn, a wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive oil and of honey, that you may live and not die, and hearken not unto Hezekiah when he persuadeth you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. Uh, hath any of the gods of the nation delivered all of his land? land out of the hand of the king of Assyria. Where are the gods of Hamath and of Arpred? Where are the gods of Sepharvim, Hena, and Iva? Have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Who are they among all the gods of the country that they had delivered their country out of my hand, that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? But the people held their peace and answered him not a word, for the king commanded was saying, Answer him not. Then Elkim, the son of Hekai, which was over the household of Shebedah, the scribe and Joab the son of Espeth they recorded to Hezekiah with their clothes rent and told him uh, the words of Reshekah but I want to speak right there the heart of my message right there in verse 31 where it says make an agreement with me make an agreement with me let me tell you he, he, he was trying to persuade them don't even trust in God just go ahead and Make an agreement with me. Just go ahead and surrender, if you will. They ain't gonna be, he was telling them there ain't going to be no fight to this. But just go ahead and make an agreement with me. Then I'll give you peace. I'll give you a prosperity. I'll give you whatever you want. Let me tell you, the devil will give you what you want to a certain extent. Amen? How many know the enemy will give you a certain extent to what you want, but you'll lose a lot more? In return. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear Lord, today, dear God. Uh, Lord, and we ask, Lord, for your anointing, Lord, this morning. And we ask, Lord, for your spirit, dear God. Uh, Father, today we pray, God, for your hand to be upon me, to speak your word, dear God, today, dear God. Uh, Lord, I pray, Lord, for you to just move, Lord, in here this morning, dear God. Uh, Lord, we just ask you, God, to just pour your anointing out, dear God, uh, and pour your spirit out, dear Lord, today. Uh, I pray, Lord, for your hand, dear God, to be in here, Lord. Uh, let your anointing, dear God, today, Lord, uh, be upon me and my lips, dear Lord. Uh, let the anointing be upon the ears of the people in here today, Lord. Uh, Father, this day we give you the glory, dear God, the praise and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Uh, here, in, here in 2 Kings we see Rashakah, the emissary of the Assyrian king and the army appealing uh, to the people of Jerusalem uh, to just surrender. Uh, the enemy was making them promise that their lives would be spared uh, through surrender. Uh, in a picture, he, in words, he was saying, uh, if you will come to terms with me, I will leave you alone. Uh, if you will just surrender yourself uh, and wave the white flag and just give up, uh, I will leave you alone. Uh, let me tell you, he was saying, you can live peace, you can enjoy your life, uh, and you can have peace in your homes for a time, uh, and everything will be all right. Uh, but can I remind you this morning, uh, how many know an enemy does not have their best, uh, your best intention in mind? Amen? Uh, how many know 
that somebody that wants to take captive of your land ain't probably ain't really meaning what they're saying. Amen? How many know this morning that you cannot make a peace treaty with the devil? Oh, can I tell you there's many the day that are coming out and tr- the devil's telling them if you'll just quit serving God, uh, if you'll quit trusting in God, uh, if you'll quit coming to church and doing this, uh, I'll leave you alone. Uh, can I tell you right now, uh, I'm not going to make no peace treaty with no devil this morning. Amen? Uh, I'm not going to give up this morning. Amen? Let me tell you, I'd be more worried if the enemy was not fighting than when he is fighting. Uh, did you hear what I'm telling you? Uh, somebody needs to get that this morning. Uh, you need to be more worried if the enemy ain't fighting uh, than when the enemy is fighting. Uh, because if you know the enemies are fighting this morning, uh, can I tell you uh, that you're doing something right? Uh, can I tell you that when the enemies are fighting, uh, that means you're on the battlefield this morning. But if he ain't a fighting this morning, uh, let me remind you that something uh, is a wrong. Amen? Uh, let me remind you that something uh, it's not where it needs to be. I, oh, what are you saying this morning? I, I'm telling you this morning we can't make an agreement uh, with the enemy. I, we can't say we're going to throw in the towel and give up. I, yes, we're in a fight. Uh, yes, we're in a war. Uh, and yes, that enemy will issue threats uh, and he will try to give you to give up on God. Uh, you see right here in this story, uh, the king of Assyria, uh, his spokesman, if you're will his emissary if you will come and try to get the people to turn their back on Hezekiah and say don't let him persuade you from trusting in God what he was saying he, they would be like the world today don't you trust in Hezekiah's nonsense you might as well make an agreement and give up anybody ever heard that before anybody ever heard that old enemy say you don't even need to just trust God you might as well just give up and throw it in the towel today. I've come to before you despite hell or high water. Some of you need to say I'm going to trust the Lord. Amen. Some of you need to say despite everything that comes my way I am persuaded that I'm not going to turn my back but I'm going to keep marching forward. Amen. Some of you need to say despite everything that he does and despite his spokesman, despite his emissary coming my way I'm not going to be persuaded to make an agreement with the enemy. Did you hear what I'm telling you? I'm not going to be persuaded to make an agreement with the enemy. Oh, in Isaiah's account, we see threatening letters that were sent to Hezekiah. In Hezekiah, in Isaiah 37, in verse 14, and Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it, and Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And in 2 Chronicles 32 and 17, we get the account he also wrote letters to rail on the God of Israel and speak against him, saying as the God of nations of other lands had not delivered their people out of my hand of my fathers, how much less shall your God deliver me, you, out of my hand? What was going on? Can I tell you what them letters were? 
Can I tell you this morning that Satan likes to use fear tactics? Anybody know that? Satan likes to use fear tactics. He likes to tell you what he's going to do. Amen? He likes to tell you he wants you to get to a point that where you will fear. Amen? What it's going to come upon you. Anybody know what I'm saying? Anybody ever had a fear tactic being brought against them before? Can I tell you what fear stands for? Facing events that appear real. Amen? But people will give up and they throw in the towel because of fear. Did you hear me? He sent letters railing on God, telling him what he could do. And that old enemy was sitting there. All that enemy was doing is trying to place fear in there. I got news for you. Do we got any saints of God in here this morning? Do we got any saints of God in here this morning? Can I tell you if he would wanted to kill you if he could have killed you on day one. Did you hear me? Just like Job. If he could have killed Job the very first day, he would have. What I'm telling you this morning, you don't have to listen to the fear tactics of the enemy. Amen? You don't have to listen to whatever thing that he rails and says he was going to do. Can I tell you that old devil's a talker. Amen? That old devil likes to talk what he would like to do and if he could, he would do it. But have me to know this morning I don't have to fear because I'm a child of a king this morning. Amen? How many know this morning it's God before me who or what can be against me this morning. Amen? Despite the letters, despite the words that come my way, despite everything he says he'd like to do, despite all his threats, despite all his hatred, despite everything he was going to do, can I tell you, I don't have to fear this morning. I don't have to fear this morning because I'm in the safest arms that I could be in. I'm in the arms of the Lord God Jehovah. And if I'm in his arms, guess what? He can't pluck me out of them. Amen. Some of you need to say, I'm in the arms of God. I'm not going to take his fear tactics. Amen. I'm telling you too many times, we leave our mind open. Do you hear I got a message tonight about inclining your ear. We incline it to everything to what we should. We need to incline our ear to the words of God. Amen. We put our ear everywhere else and where it needs to be. I'm telling you, you need to quit listening to the fear tactics. You need to quit listening to the threats of the enemy and say if you would have took me out you would have took me out a long time ago you would, if you could have but guess what I'm still standing amen guess what I'm still standing did you hear what I'm saying I'm a child of Jehovah God this morning amen I'm a child of the king this morning I don't have to fear because I got him standing right beside of me amen I got him right there protecting me I got a shield that's standing in the way between me and harm. I got a rock. I got a shield. I got a buckler. I got a fortress. In the name of the Lord God, Jehovah this morning. I don't have to fear the tactics of the enemy. Amen. I can have peace because why? I'm in the hand of God. Amen. I trust in the Lord God this morning. Amen. I don't have to make no agreement with the devil because he's defeated. Amen. I don't have to make no agreement with the enemy because God's already got this battle in my hand, in his hands this morning. Amen. Fear. 
what he was playing in there. He was telling him what he was going to do to him. I think about how that enemy tells us what he's going to do to each one of you. He sold some, he's going to kill you. He sold some, he's going to bring you down. He's going to destroy your household. He's going to destroy your family. Can I tell you if he could have done it? He would have done it on day one. He wouldn't have been doing it. Amen. But he likes to run that mouth. Let me tell you, when I used to play basketball, yeah, I was, when I was in Optimus League, just to give a little, I stayed on three championship teams for three years. What we would do out there, anybody knows in the sports world, you know how you get your opponent distracted? You start talking to them. Amen. You start talking. You get behind, you get on the ball, ball court as kids, we're going to, we talk trash to the other side. Hello. You get, if you're playing umpire to a batter, you need to say swing batter, batter, batter. Start talking to them. Why? Because it gets you distracted. Amen. It gets the other team distracted. Satan is the master trash talker. Anybody know that? He likes to talk trash. He likes to talk the things that he would like to do to you if he could. Amen. He likes to tell you the things he would do that if he could. Some of you, he's told that he's going to tear you up. But how many know you're still standing today? Amen? Some of me, he's told that it's over. But how many know it's not over today? Amen? How many has he told something to that it ain't happened yet to? Can I tell you this messenger, this Assyrian, and this messenger for the king of Assyria, in Isaiah 36 and 12, he says, But Ravishka said unto master, Sit me to your master and to you to speak these words. Has he not sent me to the men who sit upon the wall that they may eat their own dung and drink their own urine with you? Let me tell you that is that's what they was literally wanting to take Judah to, take Jerusalem with who they was wanting to bring them down to that. This language shows they really had some their content for Judah. It was just somewhere along the wayside. In essence, he was saying if you don't make an agreement with him that they would be reduced to the utter extremity of famine when the siege began. You know what he was saying right there in the book of Isaiah? He was saying this is what's going to happen to you if you don't make an agreement with me. This is exactly where you're going to go to if you don't make an agreement with me. He was talking to the people in Jerusalem. He said, here's what I'm telling you, king, and here's what I'm telling you. If you don't get to, to that place, you don't make an agreement, you will be reduced so far to where you'll drink your own urine. Think about it. In his waist. They shall eat. Think about it. Their own dung and drink their own urine. Man, let me tell you, that's the, if they don't make an agreement with me, and let me tell you something. If they had their way, if they could have, let me tell you, Assyria would have brought them to that level. They had every intention in their mind to do that to them if they did not make an agreement with them. 
this what if they could have fulfilled this promise, they would have. Did you hear me? They would be reduced to utter famine. Pretty much they're saying, you're going to get so bad. This is how bad you're going to get. And I'm telling you, they weren't doing it with just a little joke. I'm telling you, this messenger from that enemy, that king of Assyria and his army was being in business. He had already took over these lands of Samaria where these gods could not deliver them. Oh, did you hear me? If he could have reduced them to utter poverty, that he would have. Can I tell you, the enemy will make some threats. Did you hear what I'm telling you? The enemy will make some threats that come your way. Let me tell you, if he could have made some threats, some of you, he's making some threats too this morning. Amen? Some of you, he's telling it's over. Some of you, he's telling you're going to be on the streets. Some of you, he's telling it's finished. Some of you, he's telling what he's going to do. Can I tell you something, child of God, that the enemy is a liar? If you're in the blood-bought child of God, let me tell you, you're under the greatest protection you can ever get known to. Did you hear me? I don't have to fear the world. I don't have to fear Islam. I don't have to fear these psychopaths in the world. Can I tell you why? Let me tell you, I don't have to fear the threat of the enemy. Why? Because I got a promise from above. Did you hear me? I got a promise that says he'll be my defense. He'll be my offense. I got a promise that said if God before me, who or what can be against me this morning? Amen? I got a promise that says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Did you hear me? I got a promise. You got a promise. You don't have to fear the threat of the enemy because there's a promise over you this morning. Amen? Oh, I know the enemy's threats are loud. Amen? I like to say this. He got a loud mouth. Oh, he, he roars loud. Did you hear me? The enemy's threats are loud. Did you hear it? His threats are loud. Let me tell you something. Isaiah 36 and 13, the Rabishka stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jews' language and said, Hear ye the words of the great king, the great king of Assyria. Notice that word right there. He cried with a loud voice. That means he was going to holler it out. He was going to be heard. Let me tell you like I'm going to do on the roof up here. Because I'm telling you, yeah, he was calling out the wrong things, but I'm going to cry aloud with the right things. Amen? We need to cry aloud the things of God. But can I tell you this enemy here, his threats are loud many times. Amen? He is as a roaring lion. That tells me, let me tell you, his roar, a lion's roar is loud. You, do you hear me? It will be echoed. He cries aloud what he likes to do. Let me tell you what you need to do. You need to tune your ear out from the cry of that lion and listen to the cry from the real lion, from the tribe of Judah. Did you hear what I'm telling you? 
Did you hear me? But let me tell you, Satan would tell you what he'd like to do, and he's going to holler it out. Amen. He's going to tell you he want to kill you. He's going to tell you he want to destroy you. He's going to tell you your health going down. He's going to tell you everything he's going to do to you, and he's going to make sure you hear it, and everybody around you is going to hear it also. Loud. He got a loud mouth. Amen. Amen. Satan's got a loud mouth. Amen. But thank God the blood of Jesus has already shackled his mouth. Amen. He's already took the teeth out of him. Amen. If you will. He's got a roar. Let me tell you. But I got a louder roar from the one from the tribe of Judah. Did you hear me? Let me tell you, Satan will cry aloud what he's going to do to you. You'll hear his cries. You'll hear what he's going to do. He's going to blast out what he's going to do. Can I ask you, how many is he told he's going to do something to? Has he done it? Oh, can I tell you? If I... If he would have shut me up years ago before I got here, if he could have shut me up now, he would have done so on day one. I'd have never made it here. Did you hear me? Before I even started preaching, there was a prophecy that was given over me that said Satan was going to try to kill me. And I know he did a couple times. But guess what? Guess who's still standing? Did you hear me? Guess whose mouth's still a-roaring? Did you hear what I'm telling you right now? Did you hear what I'm telling you? Let me tell you, he's got a loud mouth. He's going to tell you what he wants to do to you. He's going to cry out that he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to destroy your life. He's going to tell you he's going to rob your children and kill your family. Did you hear me? He's going to tell you what he wants to do to you to leave you in pieces. But I've come by to tell you this morning, he is a liar and the father of it this morning. Amen. He might try to do something, but guess what? When I see, guess what? When he sees who's in me, guess what? When I call on the name of Jesus can I tell you he's going to flee oh I just remember I like I got to tell this story ever so often I remember down in North Carolina you've heard me tell it but I like telling it where that old devil demon was standing beside of me I don't know who it was what he was where he was in the king of Satan but I knew he was black and he was eight nine feet tall bigger than I was and I could see the hatred. He had black on and just the crater. I couldn't see the full face, but I could see part of it, and it was like a grayish crater place, and it was wanting to kill me. Oh, and the Holy Ghost said, all you got to do is say, say Jesus. And about that time I said, Jesus, I watched a flash of lightning come from the east through the west. I watched it, that thing flee. And at the end of my bed, there were three men dressed in white with a sword in their hand. And I'm telling you to this day, I, I still remember saying, boy, if these guys are with me, I don't have to fear nobody. I can walk around like old Barney Fife. Did you hear me? Hey, man, did you hear what I'm saying? I, I'll walk with them guys anywhere. Did you hear me? Because they get one look at them. All they got to do is put that sword out and chop them all down. You'll find out here in a few minutes. One angel slew 185,000 in one night. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Let me tell you, Satan's got a loud voice. If he could have killed you from day one, he would have done it. He will cry loud and with something we can understand. He wants to tell you what he's going to do. But he'll say, 
if you make an agreement with me. Did you hear me? If you'll just make an agreement with me, I'll leave you alone. I won't do none of this to you. Amen? You hear what I'm about to tell you? Oh, he may leave you alone temporarily. He ain't, I've always said he probably ain't going to bother somebody he's already got. <laughs> Amen? You make an agreement, yeah, he'll probably leave you alone. But in the long run, it's hell to pay. Did you hear me? Why do you think so many people give up on God? He comes to them and says, if you get out of church, I'll just leave you alone. Amen? Oh, but they don't realize the consequences. Oh, they may get a temporary peace. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? They get, may get a temporary alignment. Let me tell you, he made them that, but he also told them, you're still going into captivity. He said, when we take you captive, we'll give you a land like your own. Can I tell you, Satan may tell you, He'll give you something in eternity. But let me tell you, the old story goes, there was a man that had to choose. I know this ain't biblically correct, but it makes, and part of it makes sense. There was a man, golfer. That man liked to play golf. Stood before St. Peter one day. And he said, you want to see heaven? He seen heaven. Then he said, I'd like to see what hell has to offer. Then he saw hell and what the devil showed him in hell was a golf course, the greenest fields you can ever get. So they said, where's your choice at? The, golf, the man that liked to play golf said, I'll take hell because of the golf courses. Well, when he got to hell, there wasn't no golf courses. It was a fire. He said, I thought there was golf courses here. And the devil's reply was, I just showed you that to get you here. How many know he'll show you something to get you there? Amen. Amen. Let me tell you, I'd go through this world battling to know where I'm going. Amen. Let me tell you, I'd rather not walk through this world in peace and go to hell. How many know the Bible says it's better to enter into heaven whole and to enter into heaven main to enter into hell whole? Amen. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Did you hear what I'm saying this morning? Uh, you better not make an agreement with the enemy today. Can I tell you that's what he's crying out? I'll leave you alone. I'll give you peace. I'll give you all of this. Let me tell you, all you need to do is throw your towel in. You need to just give up on God, make an agreement with him, and just go on with your life. Let me tell you, they say life expectancy is about 70 years, 70, 80 years. That's not long enough. Did you hear me? But eternity is very long. It's forever. Did you hear what I'm telling you? What I'm telling you this morning is you better not make an agreement with the enemy. No, no bad, no matter how many threats, no matter how loud he cries, you need to keep on saying, I'm going to keep on serving the Lord. I'm going to keep on praising the Lord. I'm going to keep on seeking the face of God. I'm not making no compromise. We got, they got reminded God ain't going to deliver you anybody ever heard somebody say the devil say God ain't going to deliver you he ain't going to heal you or etc you'll just make that agreement I'll leave you alone I remind you the enemy will promise you prosperity and don't tell me Satan can't bless because Satan can bless Satan will promise you see, a cease from conflict. 
But I got news for you. The Bible tells us that we're in a conflict. Amen? What I'm telling you is, you can't make a peace treaty with someone who is hell-bent on destroying you. Yeah, he may give you a prosperity. Did you hear me? He may give you all of these things. I think about all these celebrities been dying. And let me tell you how many. I guarantee you this. I cannot, I, I don't know how many, but there's a lot of them who probably made a pact with the devil. Amen? Amen? You make a pact by not serving God, but there's some that literally make a blood pact with him. He'll give them what they want. How many made a blood pact with them to have a little bit of fame? They made a treaty and agreement with him, but now they got hell to pay. Amen? Hell's real, folks. Did you hear me? Hell ain't no joke this morning. Let me tell you, he may give you what you want on this earth, but is it really worth losing your walk with God over? Is it really worth missing heaven over to be free from conflict on this earth? Is it really worth missing heaven over to have prosperity on this earth. Let me tell you again, I think God's people will, should be blessed and will be blessed. But let me tell you, I would rather walk through this world like Lazarus, the, the poor man, if you will, the beggar, if you will, with Christ in my life than the rich man who didn't have Christ. I'd rather be begging for crumbs off the table than have everything that I need on this table right now and not have what I need with God. Did you hear me? Did you hear what I'm telling you? When it was all said and done, the rich man who didn't have Christ opened his eyes in hell and that beggar was comforted. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Can I tell you this morning you can't make an agreement with him on somebody that is hell bent to destroy you. If he can get you to doubt God, you hear what I'm about to tell you. If he can get you to doubt God, he's got you right there. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Can I tell you if he can get you to doubt God, he's got you. Did you anybody get that this morning? If he can get you to doubt God, he's already, your miracle's gone. If he can get you to doubt God, you ain't going to get delivered. If you can get you to doubt God, guess what? That's unbelief. And unbelief is sin. What did Hezekiah do? The enemy said, make an agreement with me. Sign this peace treaty. Sign it. You heard what we're going to do to you. Man, if you got, somebody has to threaten you to make an peace treaty, you know the best intentions ain't there. Amen? Why would somebody threaten you didn't want to sign a peace treaty with you? Think about it. They tell you what they're going to do. It's like, this, how many know we tried to sign a peace treaty with North Korea, and guess what they're doing? They're, making nuclear, they're still making their moms. Amen? Amen, I'm just telling you the fact. There's a lot of discussion what's still going to happen there. There's even talk China may invade North Korea now. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm telling you, someone that's hell-bent on destroying somebody, you can't make an agreement with them. You can't make an agreement with the devil. Amen? Hello? Hello? You can't make that agreement. Let me tell you what Hezekiah did. You know what he did? He took it, the letters, he spread it before the Lord. 
Isaiah 37 and 14, and Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up unto the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. What does it mean to spread it before the Lord? It means he took it before the Lord. Amen. God already knew what he was doing, what there was written there. But Hezekiah said, I'm going to take this before the Lord. I'm going to tell you right now how much better off we would be if we would take our problems before the Lord than on Facebook. Did you hear me? How much better off would we be if we had lay our things before the Lord, our troubles and trials before the Lord, than we lay it before the world? Amen? Can I tell you right now, if we had really lay it before the Lord and we really trusted him, let me tell you, you would see the miraculous happen. Oh, oh, I get a kickback on that. I'm telling you right now. Some people say, let me tell you, Hezekiah, when he laid it, he prayed before the Lord. Did you hear what I'm telling you? He prayed in faith before the Lord. Let me tell you, instead of worrying, instead of complaining, instead of griping, did you hear what I'm telling you about the threats of the enemy or what's happening here or what you're going through right here? How about getting your face down before God and start looking up before God? Did you hear what I'm about to tell you? Somebody needs to hear this. You better make sure your life's in order. Hezekiah's house was in order. Amen? How many know there's things that can hinder your talk before, walk, your uh, prayer before God? You got unforgiveness, bitterness, strife, and envy. You're going to have to get it out of there. Amen? You want God to fix it? You want God to take care of the enemies in your life? Let me tell you what the Bible says. How many has got enemies in their lives? He says your way can be so pleasing to him that he makes your enemies be at peace with you. Did you hear that? Get your ways pleasing to God and he'll take care of everything else. Did you hear what I'm saying? Oh, can I repeat that? If you get your ways pleasing to God, he'll make your enemies be at peace with you. And ain't because they want to, because they know better. <laughs> Amen. Did you hear what I'm about to tell you? Right there. But strife, unbelief. Instead, today, you know what we want to do? I like social media for certain things. But it's got its bad points to it also. I look on Facebook a lot of times, everybody throwing that out. And I think if you just do what Hezekiah done and take it before the Lord, I'm talking lay it before the Lord. I'm not talking about just getting down and getting up. You see, we got a problem many times in our church world. Everybody knows you take it before the God. You can get up here and pray all day. God may be, God's saying lay it down, but here's what we do. We lay it here. Then when we get done, we take it with us. Amen. Hezekiah, when he done it, when he laid that problem before the Lord, when he spread it before the Lord, he said, here you go, Lord, in the house of the Lord. Let me tell you. Here you go, God. Here's what's going on. They want us to make an agreement with them. 
He sent all these letters that defile you. God knew, but he was laying it before the Lord anyway. God wants us to come before him. God wants us to lay it down before him. Amen? Did you hear what I'm telling you? Did you hear what I'm telling you? God said, you leave it here. Get it out of your hands. As long as I got it in my hands, it's not in the hands of God. Did you see that? As long as I keep holding it in my hand, it's not in his hand. That's what I mean. We, we all put it here. We'll lay it here for just a few minutes. Then we'll put it back in our hand and go walking out the door with it. That's not spreading it before the Lord. Spreading it before the Lord is saying, I'm leaving it here. It's yours. You take care of it. Hey, man, I'm not going to worry about it. Hey, man. Hey, man. I'm looking for your answer. That's what Hezekiah was doing. The enemy, this was a real threat against them. They had some power. Did you hear me? The Assyrians had some power. Man, they was outnumbered there. What could they do? They were saying, don't you even trust in God. Ain't that something the devil, ain't that something how the devil works? He wants to take you away from the one true thing that can truly deliver. You need to think about that. Satan will try to take you and try to hinder you and try to get you to doubt the one who can truly help you. He'll try to get everything else, lead you to everything else. Oh, did you hear what I'm telling you? I'm telling you, you can't give up on God. Hezekiah said, nope, I'm going to spread these things in the house of the God, and I'm going to lay them before him. I'm going to give them to him. Their battle's not mine, but this battle is the Lord God Jehovah's. That's what he was saying. This battle's not mine, but this battle is yours. Did you hear what I'm telling you this morning? This battle, sometimes, this battle's not yours, but this battle is the Lord God's. Let me tell you, some of us go through some battles. Let me tell you right now, some of these battles don't, don't come to an end overnight. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Sometimes it takes a while for these battles to come to an end. You don't realize the conflict that's going on. There's a battle that rages. Sometimes they do, but sometimes there's a conflict that wages. Sometimes your prayer may not go through. It goes through on the first time, excuse me. But you don't understand. For them other days it's going through, there's a conflict that's going on there. For 21 days, I believe, there was a conflict that was raging in, he in the heavenlies over the prayer of Daniel. The angel of the Lord said, and I believe it was probably Gabriel that come, said, your prayer was heard from day one, but Michael, come along and help me if I'm right on that. Let me tell you, your prayer has been heard on day one. But let me tell you, there's a conflict that has taken place you don't see. But let me tell you, the thing is, we've got to lay it there, and we've got to give it to God. We've got to spread it before him. Did you hear what I'm telling you? We can't pick it up and take it out with us. Did you hear me? We need to rest in Christ. How many know he said, cast your cares upon me, for he careth for you. Did you hear? Anybody know that? Did you hear that? Anybody know? He said, cast your burdens upon him, for he cares for you. He said, bring it to me. Amen. He said, lay it before me. Too often, we make an agreement with the devil. Too many people do. Oh, I'll just quit if you'll leave me alone. 
Conflict ain't never fun, but we've got to go through it. You know what? Let me tell you. Let me tell you that we got Hezekiah went before God, and let me tell you, every child of God in the, this time has a better access to the throne than Hezekiah did. Did you hear me? We got better access than Hezekiah did. Why? Because we're under the new covenant. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Amen. We function under the new covenant, which is a better, which is a covenant based on better promises, according to Hebrews eight and six. We can go right into the holy of holies. You need to think about that. We're under the new covenant. Amen. Hezekiah was putting God into his situation with the Assyrians. How many often? Someone who does not really pray is a Christian who has cut himself off from all the help from God. Did you hear that, believer? If you don't pray, you've cut yourself off from the help of God. I'm going to say that again. If you don't pray, you've cut yourself off from all help of God. You've got to put him in to the arrangements. Hello. Not only does prayer do that, when you really pray before God, it builds your faith and builds your confidence. I don't have to make no agreement. There's been times, do you hear me? There's been times I didn't know what to do. There's been times I thought, oh Lord, I'm surrounded on all sides. Anybody ever been there? What's my next move? Hello? You didn't know what to do. It didn't look good. But I can tell you, when I got on my knees and began to pray to God and really get into the Holy of Holies and know I've been in His presence, I may go down like weak and trembling, but when I walk out, I'm coming out like a lion, the king of the forest. Tear in my eye. I just left my Father's presence. Amen. Everything's going to be all right. Did you hear me? I'll tell you again. I didn't know what was going to happen over there in that Chambersburg hospital. But I began to pray on that hospital bed. And that's when the Holy Ghost reminded me, fear not. Fear not. For the anointing in you is greater than any disease, and it will destroy the disease that is coming against you. Within three days, quicker than they thought I was coming out of there, let me tell you, my heart was racing 110 or so more when I went in there. Sicker, didn't feel like doing, I couldn't, there was a lot going on, five things wrong with me. They said, you may not even get out by Tuesday or Wednesday, we don't know really. But I said, I'll be out by Monday. <laughs> I'm coming out of here. I said, oh, when he told me that, and that whatever that machine is, I wish they'd call it a dog scan instead of a cat scan because I like dogs better. <laughs> but <laughs> but he, when he told me that, right there I knew that everything was took care of. I knew that I had something else to do. I knew that God had took care of it. I didn't have to fear anymore because my faith we got strong. Amen? I had a confidence that God had already took care of it. He was 
bringing me out of there. Amen? Did you hear me? He brings assurance, and he gives you peace that everything's going to be all right. Did you hear what I'm telling you? The reason many Christians really do not pray is because they don't believe. And sometimes we, we people will get on their knees, they'll pray, but they really ain't expecting God to do anything. If one truly believed that God would answer prayer, let me tell you, that he stood there to answer prayer. He desired to answer prayer. Can I tell you, you would be ready to seek the face of God. Amen. Amen. Hezekiah knew something. You see, listen, give me a little while longer this morning. Hezekiah knew God would answer prayer. You read the Bible. Them saints knew that God would answer prayer. Did you hear me? They knew God would answer. How many here know if God would answer? Hello? If you don't believe God answer prayer, some may have the idea, I don't believe it. Well, you, got, you got doubt in it. Amen? My Bible says, ask, and you shall receive. Knock, and it shall be open. Seek, and you shall find. That's the words of the Jesus of the Bible. Amen? These saints knew how to pray. But the Bible tells how many know Elijah knew how to pray for rain? If he prayed for rain, it would rain. If it didn't, if he prayed for it not to rain, it was going to dry up. So I'm trying to get that way with, like Elijah for this winter. <laughs> Amen? Amen. I, nobody caught that, I don't think. Some of you may have caught that. But the Bible says he was a like man in passions as you and I were. That tells up me that just like Elijah prayed, we can pray for it too. I think I told this humorous story before. See, in the church of God, before you move to your next stage of license, you go through an internship called MIP. You're pretty much another preacher's slave <laughs> for nine months. You could really go through it to learn the processes. You know, school's good, but the best way to really learn is have hands-on experience. Amen? To actually do it. Be through it. Well, you had to go through it. I went up to next to Boone, North Carolina, a little place called Pinola, North Carolina. I was a snow crazy then, as I am now, just to let you know. I was in the ski capital of the Carolinas. The elevations... I lived about three, 4,000 feet in the mountains, got up to about 5,000 feet, 6,000 feet, somewhere down in there. Beach Mountain, there was one day, here was the church's Christmas party. We was all gathered there. I said, I'm tired of this weather. It shouldn't be like 70 degrees, 60, 70 degrees up here in December. I got down in the parking lot on both these, like this. I put both hands up toward heaven. I said, Lord, I thank you for hearing my prayer. I'm asking you, Lord, to send me some snow. And let me tell you, by that afternoon, oh, I'm telling you, there wasn't no Christmas party that night at the steakhouse. There were snowflakes as the size of quarter dollars, and it was snowing two inches in air. <laughs> don't tell me God don't answer prayer. Hey, man, I'm just giving you a little humorous experience right there. But I was serious. When I got down, I got, I, my, my phone with text messages, and it called. It was ringing loud that day. <laughs> I hope you're happy. I said, 
I sure am. Amen. But what I'm telling you now, if you can believe God will answer prayer, you'll stand before God and, and be willing to pray. Amen. You don't have to make no agreement with the enemy. You just need to call on Jesus. Did you hear me? Hezekiah, I don't have to make no agreement with them. I don't have to make no agreement with the enemy. I got someone that I can call on. And let me tell you, this Assyrian found out who the true and living God was. Marcius is my last fortune. Get ready to come on. Can I tell you the enemy had come in? How many know the enemy will come in? But let me tell you, Isaiah 59 and 19 says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God is there to raise up, lift up a standard against him. Listen, if the Assyrians could have wiped Judah out and took the people captive, he would. But God intervened when Hezekiah began to pray. Amen. 1 Kings 19 and 35. And it came to pass that that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote the camp of the Assyrians, 104 and 5,000. Four score and 5,000. That's 185,000. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were dead Corpses raising right there. Let me tell you what happened to the king, old Sinarab. Listen, he departed. He seen what went on. He departed, went back to Nineveh while he was in the house of his idol god. Let me tell you, his two boy sons smote him and they departed. How? Because they stood true to God. Did you hear me? How? Because they would not make an agreement with the enemy. How? Because they would not make an agreement with the enemy. Can I tell you, you don't have to make an agreement. Give me about five more minutes because I'm ready to tell you something that ought to make you shout. If this don't make you shout, I don't know what will. Can I tell you that old enemy that we face today is going to be smiting? Did you hear me? He's going to be done away with. Did you hear what I'm telling you? That old devil we face and all his fallen beings are going to be locked away one of these days. This enemy that we fight today, this old devil that we fight, let me remind you we don't fight against flesh and blood. Did you hear me? Your enemy is not flesh and blood. Did you hear me right there? Did you hear me? Your real enemy is not flesh and blood. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Somebody needs to get that. Your real enemy is not flesh and blood, but Paul says it's principality, spiritual wickedness, it's darkness, if you will. Let me tell you, that old devil has been sentenced. He's just waiting for the sentence to be carried out. His sentence, you say what it is? In Revelation 20 and 10, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire, and brimstone were the beast and the false prophet prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Oh, hallelujah. Don't you know that that old devil's coming to an end? How many know that Satan's going to be cast away one of these days? Did you hear me? How many know that old devil's going to get what he deserves? Did you hear what I'm telling you? That old sleuth hoot is right there. I've always said before the Lord changed him in there, I hope God lets me get one kick in. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Did you hear me? I kind of believe we may. This is Jimmy right here. I kind of believe the saints may get to see him cast in there. Did you hear me? He's troubled us enough. Hey, man, I said I'd like to get one kick in.
before he cast him. Let us kick him one time. <laughs> Did you hear me? In that glorified body, I'd like to just kick him one time. <laughs> Amen. Don't tell me you wouldn't either. Anybody else in here like to kick that devil one time before you get sentenced in there? Amen. But let me tell you, that's the good news. God's going to take care of the devil. He's already sentenced him. This sentence has just been waiting to be carried out. Did you hear what I'm saying? This is the final one. Yes, even, even after, during the millennial, he's going to be in hell. But for a short season, he's going to be loose. So he can deceive. You need to understand. There'll be people born in that millennium. There'll be people come through the tribulation that will have natural bodies that will still be given birth. Here's what people miss. Why is he loose after that? Because they, those that are born during that millennium and that time need to have a chance to have a choice in the matter. But after, shortly after that, after that thousand-year reign, there's going to be people that still throw their lot in with him. Then God says in Revelation 20, I'm done with you. You're here forever and ever and ever, day and night, that old devil is going to get what he deserves. Can I tell you, he's going to pay the price for everything that he's ever done to us. Did you hear me? He's going to pay the price for every time he's come against us. He's got a price that he's going to be carried. Is God going to deal with the devil? Yes, God's going to deal with him. He's going to cast him and chain him and all his demons into the lake of fire forever. Can somebody shout hallelujah on that? He's getting what's coming to him. Amen. Amen. He's getting what's happened to him. Everyone's standing in here this morning. Listen, you don't have to make no agreement with the devil or an enemy this morning. You just got to serve God. The enemy's agreement will fool you. They were going into captivity anyway. It's going to take them into their land anyway. They wouldn't make an agreement. They said, we're going to keep on serving the Lord. We're going to seek the face of God. Let me tell you what I'm telling you. You don't have to compromise with the enemy. You just need to lay your problem before God this morning. You hear what I'm, when you truly lay it before God, I'm talking lay it down. Don't pick it up. But take it, at, take it back out with you. I'm talking about putting it down there with you. Is there others that would say, here am I. I need to lay it down before the Lord this morning. I'm not taking it and picking it up. We're not fighting a battle of flesh and blood. We're fighting a spiritual warfare. We're fighting demonic powers. We're fighting spiritual wickedness. Lord, in the name of Jesus, touch each one. Lay it before the God. You don't have to make an agreement. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to touch, touch my little buddy right here. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen.